Have you ever left a social situation or a conversation with somebody and it set you into a bit of a spiral, questioning if somehow you're the problem in this situation, if somehow maybe you just need to toughen up, or if somehow really there's just something wrong with you that's creating the tension or whatever it is that's off in that situation. This is what we're getting into in today's episode. I'm going to be sharing three questions for you to ask yourself when you're having some of those moments of falling into some self-doubt and trying to get really clear on where you stand in some of those interactions and what's happening really (laughs) that's feeling off in that. You are listening to Bold as Love. I'm your host, April Boyd. I'm a social worker, therapist, coach, and breathwork facilitator. And this podcast is a place where we talk about how we show up in our lives, in our relationships, in our conversations, and looking at how we can do that with as much courage and confidence as possible, but also a lot of kindness, both for the other person involved as well as our own self, because that's often the forgotten piece, isn't it? So here's the thing. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you've maybe heard me talk before about how some of the worst loneliness in my life wasn't during the times when I was alone. It was actually during the times of my life when I was surrounded by people who didn't get me. And I think we don't talk about and acknowledge enough how absolutely crazy making and the strain that it puts on our emotional well-being and mental health when we're engaging with people that we don't actually connect with, people that don't really understand where we're coming from, people that don't really share our values. And, you know, if we're the type of personality that likes to self-reflect, likes to kind of check in on, okay, what part of that, you know, is me? How am I contributing to this problem? There's that fine line between, you know, taking responsibility and being honest with yourself about how have I contributed to some of this tension or some of this dynamic? What am I bringing into this space, right? But at the same time, I think we don't talk enough about just the very real and significant wear and terror that it does on our heart, on our soul, on our well-being when we're interacting with people that ultimately are not your people. So here's some questions that you can ask yourself. When you've left a situation or you've had an interaction with somebody and you're starting to kind of feel like maybe I'm being too difficult, maybe I'm being too sensitive, right? Maybe I'm somehow just demanding too much. Maybe the problem is me. I want you to first check in. What is your intention? What were you trying to create? This can be helpful to kind of just orient ourselves because so often we can receive the message, whether it's intentional from the other person or not, (laughs) that really we're really out of line, that we're really bringing something toxic and negative into that interaction. 
And it can be helpful to really check in. What was my hope for the situation? What was I trying to create? What was I hoping would happen? And when we can start to look at that, we can move out of this place where we end up wearing that bad guy paint that they've put on us, right? That bad guy (laughs) cloak that they've, you know, dropped onto our shoulders when, you know, ultimately that finger's kind of been pointed at us, either, you know, subtly or not so subtly that says, you know, you're the one that's creating a big problem here. The problem is you. So it can be helpful to check in and get really clear. What were you trying to create? What, what were you happy? What were you hoping for in that relationship, in that conversation, in that hangout? The next question that I want you to ask yourself is what are you about? This question is actually so important because you've maybe heard me talk before about how the idea of boundaries and boundary setting, it's not just that you're saying no to something. It's actually that you're also saying yes to something else at the same time, right? So I'm saying no to, you know, your request for me to babysit your kids this weekend because I'm saying yes to the commitment I've already made to some other people and my partner, right? Just as an example. So starting to look at, you know, what is it that you're about in this situation, What is it that you stand for? What is it that you believe in? How do you believe that people should be treated? How do you believe that friendship should operate? What kind of connections are you trying to cultivate into your world? Right? Because when I can look at this place and say, hmm, this situation or this conversation with this person is kind of making me feel like I'm a bad guy here or like somehow I'm being difficult or that, you know, I just always poke fault in people or whatever that is. And when we can start to look at, hmm, but what do I actually believe in? What do I actually stand for? Hmm, actually, everybody is welcome at my table, as long as you're not jabbing or stepping on anybody else. That's (laughs) something I stand for, right? What am I about? I actually really believe in win-win relationships. I don't want to get my way at the expense of hurting somebody else. I want us both to be able to feel satisfied and respected and good. So when we start to check in, those are just examples, but when we start to check in as what is it that you believe in? What is it that you try to create in your relationships? What are you about really? it becomes a whole lot easier to bear the accusations of the things that you're not, right? So people could say, oh, you know what? You're being like so mean and difficult. Am I, or am I just calling you out on the fact that you're actually being a bully to somebody else, (laughs) right? Or there's actually a really dysfunctional dynamic that's happening in the circle of people here, right? So checking in on what am I about, what do I actually stand for, helps us to plant our feet somewhere really solid that then when we do speak up or we do need to rock the boat, I can check in and make sure that my that I'm doing so because I'm anchored on what I believe. 
And that gives me the courage to speak up. That gives me the confidence to rock the boat if I need to, right? The next question that I want you to ask is, how can I operate from love, not from a place of fear? This one is a big one, and this is actually a foundational piece that we move through and practice in the Bold is Love program, uh, which if you've been noticing, I'm offering that again this January, that is going to be our fifth time operating, uh, offering this program. And I'm so excited because it is so powerful to have a circle of people, a circle of women that are hearing each other out, holding space for each other working through and talking about the stuff that matters. But anyways, that's, I'll tell you more about that later. But this question of how do I move from and operate from a place of love and not fear is such a foundational part of that program because it changes everything. We know that you could ultimately boil down anything and it would fall into one of two categories. We're either operating from a place of love or a place of fear in any given moment. And you can check in on a recent situation, a recent frustration that you've had in your life, a recent, you know, small, let's say conflict that you've had with your partner or somebody that you're close to. And when we can look at, you know, what fueled that, the angst is always fear right? We say I'm mad because that's often like the most dominant, apparent, obvious emotion, but it's often the more comfortable emotion because it feels more powerful to be angry than it does to be afraid. It feels more powerful to be like, I'm mad that my friend was inconsiderate and unkind in this moment than it does to say, I'm afraid that she doesn't value me very much. I'm afraid that I don't matter to her as much as she matters to me, right? So noticing, what would this look like if I was operating from a place of love instead? And when I say operating from a place of love, I do not mean being overly forgiving or offering forgiveness when it has not actually been earned, right? I don't mean that we just let things slide when there's been no actual repair or true effort to get things back on track, right? I'm not talking about this place where we say, oh, I'm going to take the high road and I'll be the one to just let it go, right? We're not talking about necessarily letting it go, although maybe sometimes that's the path that you take. But when we're operating from this place of love, I see the quirky, imperfect, scared, maybe traumatized, hurt, wounded part of that other person. And I know that that's a part of what's contributing to this tension or this dynamic that I'm finding challenging, right? And I can be compassionate to that without getting triggered by it. I stop taking the attack personally. I stop taking it, whatever their behavior is, whatever their frustration is, whatever kind of happened. I stop making it about me. And instead I can say, oh, I can actually just see the pattern of how they're operating and notice when that's kind of being dumped onto my lap 
but it's not really about me, right? We can see the other person with a little more clarity and a lot more compassion, right? So if somebody's not, you know, responding to you in the way that you want, or they're doing something that feels kind of jabbing, we can kind of notice, wow, that's really interesting that that's how that person does relationship, wow, what might this person have lived through or experienced in their lifetime where that is as close as they can get to actual connection? Where that's as open as they can actually get of what they really feel, what they really need, or what they really want is to just, you know, spin out and get emotionally aggressive or, you know, passive aggressive or whatever is happening in those contexts. I can notice that from this place of seeing the parts of it that are just about them without really needing to fix that or judge it or change it because it's not my stuff. The part that is my stuff is looking at what I'm bringing into that room. Am I coming in really armored up with, you know, ready to kind of take swings at the other person, right? Verbally, emotionally, because I'm like, I'm kind of bracing myself already for a fight, right? Well, then we're probably going to have some tension. This is probably going to go badly. Or am I operating from a place of love where I've actually got nothing to prove? I don't really need to win. I definitely don't need to prove that I'm right in the scenario, It kind of all just gets to be there. And then I can choose, right? And this goes back to what was my intention? What am I trying to create? What am I trying to protect? What am I about really? I can choose how I want to honor that and take care of that. And maybe that's that I continue to, you know, spend time with this person and invest time and energy into this relationship because, you know, they're tied to me in some way that either I can't actually step away from Or ultimately they matter to me and I'm committed to this relationship, but I can do that from a place of choice and not just what feels like they're going to be mad at me if I don't, or this place of fear, which is also obligation, this place of fear, which is, you know, here's what I'm trying to prevent happening. I don't want them to be mad. I don't want them to think bad things about me. I don't want them to, you know, misunderstand where I'm coming from. When we're operating from a place of love, we just get to know, here's what I'm about. Here's what I'm offering. But that's it. That's just the simple truth of it. There's nothing to prove, persuade, or convince anybody of. Because I'm going to have the self-respect of knowing that I'm operating from a place of love. But if they can't receive that, it's not really on me. It's not really something that we need to take personally. So this is where we're looking at how do we tidy up the energy that we're bringing into the room and notice a really good indication of that is noticing the stories that you're telling yourself about somebody. Often we can get into this place where it's almost like we're villainizing the other person. Here's the 400 reasons of why they were so wrong and out of line. And instead of holding that spotlight on how wrong and out of line the other person is, we don't have to rehash that over and over and over, either with them or ourselves. We can kind of just take in the information, 
this is not, something is off for me here. Something did not feel okay. What do I need to do to take care of that? What would make me feel more peace in this situation? So I hope you found this conversation helpful. If you did, I would love it if you shared it. If you are interested in the Bold as Love Collective, what this is, is a small, intimate gathering of women. We get together over the course of nine weeks where we have a few gatherings where we meet together virtually to talk about what we're learning and what we're working on and where we're getting stuck and what we would like support with and also what we're celebrating in our growth and our accomplishments and how we're learning to show up with more love and less fear and anxiety in our lives and how we're looking at how we're being more in line with here's how I actually want to move through my relationships and my life Here's the impact that I want to have on the people around me, right? So tidying all of that up. And then there's also uh, nine virtual modules modules that you get with that as well. So there's a part of the program that you use at your own pace, in your own way, and in your own time with your videos and workbooks to kind of dig into some of these questions and work through different topics like your relationship with your body image, your relationship with your own confidence level, and how you even engage in, you know, speaking up and leaning in into relationship with the other people in your life, right? Where do we self-sabotage? Where do we let ourselves receive what it is that we want? So you can check out all the different modules. It's all on my website. I will put the link to that in the show notes and we do start in January. So if you are interested, you're going to want to fill out the application really as soon as possible because it's a small group and spaces are limited. So if this feels like it speaks to you, if this work resonates for you, if you just really love evolving personal growth having conversations about, you know, personal growth kind of topics, then check out the group. I'd be happy to chat with you. Take care. Bye-bye.